Are you ready? I'm we're ready. Recording. No, I'm good. <laughs> Anytime you're ready, you can start. You have to give me a. Tell me the. We're doing final preparations to launch a major project, adding to the 2,000-year study of the Book of Revelation. Revelation has intrigued, confused, frightened, encouraged every generation of the church since John wrote it late in the first century. Even that idea is hotly debated and contested. No one knows exactly when it was written or by whom. The issues surrounding authorship and date are clouded in ancient forms of writing and validation. The very earliest rec records of preaching and teaching do not have any references from or about Revelation. The first known commentary on it came from a Roman bishop around 280 AD, almost 200 years after its earliest possible writing. And that commentary presented it as a lengthy allegory a battle between good and evil, God and Satan, life and death. The allegorical interpretation was the main explanation for Revelation for well over a thousand years until the Middle Ages and the development of the printing press in the late 15th century. Early in the Re Reformation age, a second major interpretation arose called the historical interpretation alleging that the Roman Catholic Church was the Red Dragon, the Pope was the Antichrist, the Vatican was Babylon, the horrid city. A couple hundred years later, a third interpretation came as archaeological began to uncover ancient aspects of the Holy Land called the Preterist. 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 I knew that. Yes. I knew that one again. You want to you want to go back to your start and can you yeah, delete that out? Early in the excuse me, early in the reparation, reparation. Right. Early in the Reformation age, a second major interpretation arose called the historical interpretation, alleging that the Roman Catholic Church was the Red Dragon, the Pope was the Antichrist, and the Vatican was Babylon, that horrid city. A couple of hundred years later, a third interpretation came as archaeology began to uncover ancient aspects of the Holy Land called the Preterist Interpretation. That view presents that John wrote it much earlier than the AD 90s in the 60s so that it became a prediction of the fall of Jerusalem in 70 AD. Couldn't have been written after 70 AD, had to be written before. The preterist interpretation holds that the accomplishment of salvation was started at the crucifixion of Jesus around 33, but not completed until the ending of mosaic animal sacrifices in the temple when it was destroyed in 70 AD. So salvation was this elongated 40-year process. The fourth major view was developed in the 19th and 20th centuries as the futurist interpretation. This interpretation represents the whole book as yet to occur at the conclusion of time. The end of humanity on earth, the end of the earth and heavens, and a redo on God's part, creating a whole new heaven and earth system after the utter failure of the current one. All the good people who believe 
and the Jesus to get to live in glorious new creation, and all the evil people are burned forever in the abyss, along with Satan and the demons, and even death and hell. In various ways, these four major interpretations hold that some or all of Revelation is allegorical, as a lengthy metaphor, a big word picture, or strictly literal, exactly as written word for word. We recognize the immense contributions all of these interpretations have made to the history of the church, but we also have an uneasy dissatisfaction with all of them. Regardless of the intent of these four major interpretations, the results have included fear, anxiety, confusion, and division. They all seem to have the presumption that God, as revealed perfectly in Jesus Christ, will switch from grace, mercy, kindness, and accessibility, especially to sinful people, to judgment, rage, vindication, and inaccessibility. Along with millions of people who can't keep track of the charts, cross-references, and explanatory guides, we don't think God would inspire a book to close out the New Testament message of grace and love and hope with destruction and vengeance. Nearly every analysis of Revelation we have ever heard or read puts its various details into what we call silos, studied in isolation from the book as a whole. Silo study gathers as much similar material from everywhere and anywhere and packs it all into one, quote, in-depth study. We are presenting an entirely different concept. Read the book as a whole, right straight through, all the way from chapter 1, verse 1, to chapter 22, verse 21, straight through. In an age where printed Bibles and electronic search engines are everywhere, the tendency in the modern world is to pick each verse, even each word, out of its original context. That context is not only literary, the books as inspired are written, but cultural, the times and experience of people whom the books of the Bible were first delivered. In this project, we are seeking to discover and explain the book of Revelation in its complete context and its cultural context. The Apostle John, who we presume wrote this fantastic book near the end of his life in the late 80s or 90s AD, was a man with a passion, a passion to reveal Jesus, his Lord and Savior, to everyone in the world. We presume historical perspectives are basically accurate, that John was the overseeing leader of the Christian movement in Asia Minor, now called Western Turkey. He would have lived in that area, quite possibly in the major city of Ephesus, in a protected bay on the western shore of Turkey, directly opposite Greece, on the Aegean Sea. In Ephesus, as in all cities in the Roman Empire, massive theaters were built which were used constantly. In our book, you're going to see pictures of a lot of those theaters. The theater in Ephesus could hold up to 21,000 people. A coin dropped on the stone stage to this day can be heard clearly in every scene. Political and social speeches were held there. Educational lectures were presented to eager students. Court sessions were held there. 
music, drama, and other performances were performed there. But the audiences of the theater was a, was a specific segment of society. The people who attended all those activities were the elite people, the official citizens of Greece and Rome, the entitled, wealthy, upper-crust citizens, not the working class, not the slave class, not children, the glitterati. All the work of this age was performed by slaves and workers. The elites traveled. They had resources. They were highly educated in philosophy and the arts. They loved to debate, to argue, to challenge ideas, to contemplate them, exactly as happened in Athens when the Apostle Paul visited there. And our thoughts on this message of the church was not reaching these folks. The Gospel of John, original gospel, was written simply based on individuals who encountered Jesus and what it means to put one's faith in him. But John also saw a lost generation, the top of society, the world travelers, the entitled elite people. They were not interested in the lower matters of life. They were interested in the next theater play, and the next lecture, and the next philosophical speaker, the next hot idea. In reading Revelation straight through from verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to chapter 22, verse 21, a completely different perspective slowly formulated for us. John was writing the story of Jesus in a dramatic play. We researched ancient theater, apocalyptic drama as a genre, the cultural context of first century Asia Minor. That developmental foundation took many years to complete, and obviously there is much more to study in all of these areas. Our project called Experience and Revelation is a completely different perspective. Rather than analyze every detail as a separate item, we present the text as a dramatic script, as if you were in the theater in ancient Ephesus or Smyrna or Pergam, Philadelphia or Laodicea. The three performance would take about two hours and as a prologue, three major acts and an epilogue. It was written in an apocalyptic genre, which the elite people of that generation were already devoted to attending. When you experience the full extent of Revelation with all of its intense aspects, you will see the revealing of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the central focus of the book as a whole. Jesus is the center of the continual praise and celebration. Jesus is the key in every dynamic event throughout the whole book. Jesus is revealed in his human birth, his human death, his physical resurrection, and his return with the Father and the Spirit to create the living community of Jesus. So Christmas, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, and Pentecost, John is revealing Jesus Christ to a lost generation in a format that that generation had embraced, just like he did earlier in the Gospel of John. Obviously, some people, maybe many people, will just criticize this perspective immediately. They have an interpretation that works well, and we're good with that response. What can we do about that? 
but many people have shut the book of Revelation and have significant anxiety or confusion when they try to read it or pull out a single verse or isolate an idea and then ignore the rest of the book. To launch this project, since we can't control the schedules of our layout editor or the audio engineer, we're releasing the full translation of the book of Revelation and its glossary of 82 vital words and phrases completely free. That PDF document is available for download from our Facebook page, Experiencing Revelation. You'll find a link there on our text. Please read it straight through as much as possible for you. When the main project experience revelation is available on Amazon books and on audible, we will let you know first with special deals that occur only at the project launch. Thank you for listening. We have more podcasts coming out this week and next week. Stay tuned. This is East coast, Mike Merrill. And this is West coast, Mike Wilson. We'll see you soon.